Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week we will bring you focused, impactful content, sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life. Desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. We all have certain changes we want to make in our life, but we struggle making real progress with them. We start, we dabble, we stop, we start again, all the while seeing little to no results for our efforts. This is a big reason why I created my 100 Days to Change group. Over the 100 days, I'm sharing how I'm overcoming all the discomfort that comes with change so you can see how it's possible in your life too. I'll share my process and concepts that can be applied anywhere in your life to create positive change that lasts. To join me on this journey and create lasting positive change in your life, just request to join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash 100 days to change. And that's one zero zero. Let's get started with today's episode, episode number 53, and it's all about controlling urges. In my 100 days to change group, I recently had a person that had a real breakthrough with the urges in her life that were holding her back from her long-term health goals. It was my conversations with her that inspired me to record this podcast today and share this information with you. If you take this and apply it to any unwelcomed urge that you constantly face in your life, I have no doubts it will lead to similar breakthroughs for you. Are you aware of the urges you have in your life? You know, those urges that push you to scroll social media, drink wine, eat chocolate, or in my case, something like salty chips or even Doritos. We almost all experience urges in our life that are opposed to the things that we really desire in our life, like our ideal weight, stronger relationships, a better job, or a more intentional, purposeful life. So the question is, why do we have these urges? Where do they come from? And why do they seem so strong, so difficult to resist? I'm going to tell you right now where they come from. Every single urge we have comes from our thoughts. There's a thought we have that causes a feeling that drives us to want to take whatever action that that urge is. Here are some examples of what that might look like in real life and maybe in your life. You're trying to get dinner ready and the kids are out of control. You're feeling stressed because you're continually having this thought, I need something to take the edge off. So the next thing you know, you're pouring yourself a glass of wine. 
or you're struggling to lose the weight that you want to lose. You're feeling despair because you're continually having this thought. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but the weight, it's still not coming off. So before you know it, you're enjoying some chocolate because it doesn't matter what you do anyways, and having it will make you feel better, at least in that moment. You're stuck at a job that doesn't bring you any joy or fulfillment. You're feeling bored because you're continually having this thought, my job doesn't make a difference for anybody. So before you know it, you're scrolling social media to try to bring some excitement to your day. Or you're starting a new business. You're you're feeling fear of rejection because you're continually having this thought, What are other people going to think about this? So before you know it, you're watching your favorite Netflix series to be in a comfortable space that calms your fears. Every time we notice ourselves having an urge, it always comes from our thoughts. But many times it's a thought we've had so much practice having. We've thought it so many times that it's in our subconscious and we're not even aware that we're having it. Now here's the thing. If we're not even aware of the thought, we can never link it with the urge, so we just keep having this automatic thought in our subconscious that drives us to take actions we don't want to take, and then after we give into the urge for reasons we don't understand, we create more emotional damage by thinking thoughts like, There's something wrong with me. I'm just not good enough. I'll never be able to lose weight, feel better, or make more money. So let's circle back to why we're having these urges in the first place. These urges are being driven by our primal survival brain, our default brain. Remember, that part of our brain is continually scanning our current environment and always looking for ways to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and to be efficient. These urges are doing just that. In the earlier examples I walked through, the urge was a combination of avoiding the emotional pain from the feeling you were having by turning to something that brings you temporary comfort or pleasure wine, chocolate, social media, Netflix. It also was very efficient because those are things that you do on a regular basis. So your brain didn't have to have any problem figuring out how to make that happen. It was a quick and easy solution to the problem at hand. See how craftily your default brain operates and goes to work in these situations to accomplish its primary objectives. Now let's talk about why these urges, why they feel so strong, almost like we don't have control of them. The longer you've been having those underlying thoughts causing those negative feelings, the stronger the urge is going to be. Also, the more times that you follow through and give in to that same urge, the stronger it becomes as well. You see, we're always getting better at the things that we practice. So if we're constantly practicing having that thought that brings that feeling that then makes us feel like eating chocolate and we eat chocolate, guess what we become better at? 
do it enough and it becomes a thought, feeling, action loop in your life that becomes automatic. You feel so compelled to take that action, to follow through on the urge that it feels like you're not even in control of it. This whole situation is further intensified when it's a thought we've had so much that it's buried in our subconscious thinking because then it's even more difficult to see or to be aware of the thought making you feel that way and driving you to have the urge. So you might be wondering, what can you do? If any of this resonates with you, I have some amazing news for you today. God gives us the gift to think about our thinking, to be aware when we're having an urge, and stop and think about it and assess the situation. We can use the most advanced part of our brain, our rational brain, to watch and observe our default brain's thoughts. Here's a great place to start. The next time you feel yourself having one of those urges, here's exactly the steps I want you to take. Stop and do a simple thought download. Set a timer for a few minutes and write down absolutely every thought in your mind. No judging, no censoring, any of them. You don't want to admit that you're thinking. Just write them down as quick as you see them in your head. Now look for those thoughts you know you'd rather not be having, those thoughts that aren't serving you. And take some time to reflect how those thoughts, how they make you feel. What negative emotions do they cause and bring up in you? Now think about the urge to take the action you just had. Evaluate if it is a response to one of those thought-feeling combinations that you just identified. Here's a recent example of some coaching I actually did with my husband. First, to better understand this, you have to realize my husband was raised in a family where hard work was rewarded and ingrained in him. His grandfather, who he revered, still worked part-time in a factory at age 90, all the way until he passed. His dad worked at that same factory for almost 40 years, and, and he was renowned for his work ethic. In my husband's CPA firm days, he routinely worked 70 plus hour weeks and up to 100 hour weeks during busy season and thought that's just how it was supposed to be. Recently, he noticed something he was doing that he wanted to change. During the day, he would pick up his phone and click either on a sports or a business website. Seems innocent enough, but he was doing it so many times that it was causing him to lose focus and not be as intentional as he wanted with his time. After doing a thought download, here was the thought that he discovered. I need a break. Before he went through this exercise, he didn't even know he was having that thought. It's probably a thought that he's been having for a long time, so it was tucked away in his subconscious, and without going through this exercise, he would have never known it was there 
causing him to feel overworked and then driving him to pick up his phone to find relief many times throughout the day. The way to break this cycle is to be aware when you have the thought-feeling combo driving the urge, driving you to take that action. But then you just allow the urge without acting upon it. And you have to actually allow the urge, not resist it. If you resist it, it's going to keep coming back and with more intensity. It's like when you try to avoid the cookies all day and you're successful, but then at the end of the night, you break down and have one or maybe it's three. This is the conditioning of our default brain. We see this in Pavlov's famous dog study. You create this condition inside of you through practice. You ring the bell and you bring them food and they actually start drooling before the food is even brought out. But Pavlov proved you can also decondition them from that. You can still ring the bell, but if you stop bringing the food, then after so many times, they will stop drooling. You can decondition yourself and your urges the same exact way. If you stop following through on the urge and simply allow the urge to be there and pass, then eventually you can have that thought-feeling combination and not feel the uncontrollable drive to follow through on the urge. So here's how you can do this part of it. Allow the urges by allowing that force to simply pass through your body. Take some deep breaths. Think about why you are having it and just let it pass on through. It will only take a minute or so. Then simply move onto the next thing that you are going to do. Some people would tell you to distract yourself by taking a different action like drinking water, going for a short walk, but that's just resistance and disguise. It very, it very well might work as long as you're able to do that, but what about when water's not readily available or a walk is not possible? What are you going to do then? Allowing is the meta skill because if you can learn to allow, you can break the habit even when a distraction is not available. Allowing is how you truly decondition yourself to the urge. Remember, resistance actually intensifies the feeling long-term. What we resist persists. Your goal is to allow 100 urges. That's what studies show will decondition the urge and the cycle will be broken. If you've been following along in my 100 Days to Change group, you've seen my husband do the urge jar experiment where he is working on allowing 100 urges by putting a colorful bead in a glass jar every time he allows an urge to grab his phone. The beauty of this is this gives your brain a reward for allowing the urge. Now it gets to watch these beads accumulate and grow in this jar, which is something that your brain likes to do. The other thing you can do is simply write down your 100 urges on a piece of paper. Every time you allow one, write it down until you get to 100 and watch the difference it makes in your life. 
Okay, I'm running a little long here, but I wanted to share some of God's truths about this because I find it so fascinating how his word is so spot on with how everything in our life truly works. This isn't stuff the world or school teaches us, but we can find it in the Bible. When it comes to urges, I first always think about what Paul says in Romans when he claims, I don't do what I want to do, but what I don't want to do, I find myself doing. That's a classic example of an urge in your life you don't feel like you're in control of, right? Listen to these other verses. James 1.14 describes our urges. It is each person's own desires and thoughts that drag them into evil and lure them into darkness. Our urges start with our thoughts, and that's exactly what this tells us. Our thoughts leading us to eat food that we don't want to, drink alcohol that we don't want, buy things we don't want, and so on. And the most spot-on verse about overcoming our urges, 2 Corinthians 10.5 from The Message. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Did you catch everything in that? God's tools, our prefrontal cortex, our rational brain. We can use that to be intentional in everything we do, to structure our life how we want, how God wants us to. And by doing that, we live a more mature life through controlling our thoughts and emotions so we can live a life filled with more intention, purpose, meaning, and joy. Isn't that amazing? We have the power, my friends. God gives us everything we need to apply this to our lives, to our urges, and beyond. So let's learn this, practice this, and make this a reality in our lives. I know I'm going to keep doing just that, and I so hope you will make the choice to join me and do the same, because I'm confident, based on my experience, it's a decision you will never regret. Join me next week for another great topic. I love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes.